What's going on, world? I'm your host, Jenny Ching, and you're diving into the Jenny Ching Experience, the show that seduces unapologetic perspectives, stories, and the magic energy to expand on your journey towards consciousness. What's up, world? It's Jenny Ching, your host, and I have my brother, my confidant, my everything. What's up, brother? What up? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, it's good to be here. It's so good to be here. Mm. You know, bro, today, I don't know. I was cycling in the morning and I had a download. Mm. I got this download and I don't know if it's just, you know, being in the month of spooky town. I don't know if it's because Halloween is upon us. But I just feel very inclined to talk a little bit about fear. Nice. <laughs> I kind of want to talk about some scary shit, bro. Okay. But it's not just like, ooh, spooky stories. It's like, no, I really just want to talk about, I don't know, all the things that we people have built this stigma around when it comes to fear let's do it let's go let's talk about the time when we were kids right yes you know exactly where i'm going with this shit Mm. i don't care whether people believe it or not good all i care about is that it's being said Mm. so do you remember bro when you and i were kids Mm. We were pretty adventurous, man. Like, we always wanted to stay up late at night. Remember? Yeah. And we'd, like, you know, do pranks on mom and dad while they're sleeping. (laughs) And we just watch, like, movies. But we were, like, really, like, rebunctious kids. Like, we just wanted to have some fun, you know? And we'd get in this habit of just, like, always staying up late at night. Mm. And it's crazy because I remember when we were kids, you know, I was obviously very hypersensitive to like anything, right? Yeah. But for some reason, you and I have experienced different ways for the spirits to communicate with us. Yeah. But there's a commonality when we were kids, right? Yeah. And that commonality was that we found this external entity, right? Hmm. To communicate with us through like toys. Remember? Yeah. Tell me that it's not true that you and I experienced the same fucking haunting Hmm. of this external world right? Mm. Getting our attention through dolls. Mm. Not just dolls, though. It's like any toy, right? Yeah. And I remember as a kid thinking, did I really hear that? Mm -hmm. Did I really see that? Right? Yeah. None of the experiences that I went through was at the same time you did. Mm. They were different days. Mm. But nonetheless we had these external entities communicate with us through the same outlet, right? 
So tell them about Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Buzz Lightyear to the rescue. Who knows, man? <laughs> but that shit was crazy. We had this Buzz Lightyear action figure. <laughs> and it had like two default quotes that it said. Mm. One being, Buzz Lightyear to the rescue. Some shit like that, right? Infinity yeah. and beyond. Infinity and beyond. Like that was the two fucking defaults that it said when you press the button. Yeah. And for me and my recognition, I remember being alone with that doll once and hearing it say something outside of its default. Yeah. It like cussed at me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I sort it's like, you fucking yeah. bitch. I don't know. It could have been like Fuck you, little hoe. Like, I don't know what <laughs> it said, but I know that it fucking cussed at me. Wow. You know? Fucking buzz. And I remember running for my life, like running out of the fucking hallway into the living room, and I was trying to explain it to you or someone, I think mom or someone, right? Yeah. And I asked you guys to go in the room and fucking touch it. And like you guys did, but like you didn't really believe me. And then it happened to both of us. I don't remember what it said, but it wasn't infinity and beyond. It was something weird. It was something weird. It was just like talking to us. Yeah, that's weird. I, and out of nowhere, remember? Yeah. Like we didn't even touch it. I know. Okay, so this is the one that you experienced on your own, the Minnie Mouse one. Yeah. What do you recall from that? What do you remember from that? I remember that it was in your room. It was hella dark, but I was like trying to go to the bathroom. <laughs> then all of a sudden I look at the, well, I think it was goofy, honestly, but like I was looking at it and it started like moving. I was trying to get out of the wall that I was hanging on. And I was uh -huh. like, the fuck? <laughs> Putting it into perspective, I had this doll and Goofy or mini, irrelevant. It's all foggy. And I remember I loved this doll because it was like my backpack. You know, it was like one of those dolls where it was like, you know, stuffed animal, but I could wear it on my back. Yeah. And so I hung it on my wall. And we came back from Korea around this time because you and I were staying up all night, like almost for a week straight. Mm. And I passed out before you did. It was probably like four in the morning. All I remember is you shaking me. And I've never seen you be so scared. Because <laughs> when we were kids, I was the one always waking you up because I was scared. Mm. And so I remember like you coming up to me and be like, Jenny, Jenny. And you were like shaking me. And you just had this like white face. And you were shaking me and you're like, Jenny, Jenny, can you come to the bathroom with me? And I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, because you never, ever asked me to, like, do that. And you're like, can you, like, stand outside the bathroom while I piss? Because <laughs> I just saw your doll move. Yeah. And I remember being like, what the fuck? So we went through the hallway. We passed my room, our room. Yeah. I stood outside the bathroom waiting for you to finish. Yeah. But I remember looking at this doll and you telling me, dude, that thing moved. Like it was like moving. It was like trying to get out of the wall. Yeah. And I was like, no, you're lying. Right. And I just kept staring at it. And 
but I just remember feeling an energy in the room. Mm. I'll tell you right now, bro, verbatim, I could put my life on this. Mm. That's how fucking in conviction I am of this truth. Yeah. That apartment was fucking haunted. Yeah. It was 110% haunted. You know? Yeah. I had so many sleep paralysis in that fucking bedroom, you know? Yeah. And one that I remember like and if a lot of you guys don't know what sleep paralysis is, I mean there's a scientific aspect of it and then there's a spiritual aspect of it. What I experienced was spiritual by all means. It wasn't like me being like half asleep or some shit like that. No, hell no. I remember it was in the middle of the day. No one was home, right? Yeah. And I was taking a nap in my bedroom. And I remember sleeping, mm. but my body was stiff. Like I couldn't move. Yeah. But my consciousness was awake. And this is my first experience of sleep paralysis. So mind you, like for the first three seconds, I'm just thinking that like, this is part of my sleep. Right. And I instantly, instantly felt an energy across the room. Okay. It wasn't on the bed. It was across the room. And I remember feeling that energy, okay? Mm. When you're in sleep paralysis, you can't move any limb. Like, you can't move your eyelids. You can't open your eyes, nothing. You can speak to yourself in your head and be like, holy shit, what's going on? I can't move right now. Jenny, what the fuck, you know? True. And I remember just, like, screaming at myself because I couldn't move, And all of a sudden, that energy was now mirroring my body, but it was on top of me. And I was screaming. Finally, I woke up because I was like pushing so hard. Like, it's like your body's just like, like trying to get out of this paralysis state, right? Yeah. And I fucking jumped out of the bed and I was crying, 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 you know? Yeah. Because I knew, I knew that there was something there. And it wasn't someone that I could see. It was something that I always knew was staring at me. Yeah. Now, you have to remember all those times that I kept you up at night because I was like, I'm scared. I'm scared. Remember? Yes. And I would just have blankets just like layered on top of my head. Yeah. It's because there was always something there. Hmm. You know? Yeah. What's crazy is I hear my spirit guides a lot more clearly now. I can't explain where it's not in the cortex of my brain. It's like in the back of my ear and like the back chunks of my brain. Like I don't hear voice. I hear a message, you know? Yeah. 
sometimes they'll be very passionate too. And they'll be like, tell her, tell her that, tell her this, you know? Yeah. And then I can't deny that stuff. So I'll tell my clients directly, Ooh, they're fucking telling me girl or boy. So volume wise, my clear audience is activated even further. Like they're very much communicating to me. Right. Yeah. But my coach told me, she said, you can directly go after it now. Huh. So she's like, you can start practicing that with like, you know, someone that you're having a conversation with. Right. Yeah. And you, whenever you go into it with an intention, with a mission, right. Yeah. And be like, in this mission of healing this person, like, I want to see what they're going through. I want to see where they're going, you know, show me with pictures, show me with scenarios, right? When you start conversing with them and asking them to point the direction of that exact sense, right? They'll start showing you. And so that's what really tripped me out about all of this, where I was like, dude, I didn't realize that you could be so direct with what it is that you want to experience. Yeah. But certainly kind of going back to seeing shadows and seeing like entities like, Oh yeah. Are you kidding me? Like in 2018 was one of my biggest awakening years, you know? And not only would I attract like flocks and flocks of crows, but like, I just be like in my room, you know, or like doing stuff around the house and you just see like a darker shadow in the corner of your eye and you'll look and it's gone. Or the trippiest parts are when like, it's already so dark and you could see them even more. Like they stand out more in the dark than the light. See, like here's what's the indicator of whether it's like spooky or not. When you see shadows, and I call them shadows, right? Mm. They're not scary because you don't feel scared. Mm. You know? Yeah. Like, there were so many nights where I would be sleeping on my own and I'd see a shadow in the corner of my eye and my heart isn't beating faster or slower. It's just the same. Mm. Because I'm not feeling anything negative. You know? Yeah. And I'm certainly not feeling anxious or scared or sad or anything. It's like, it's just there. And what my spirit guides are doing is they're slowly opening my third eye, but they're not ripping off the bandaid. My spirit guides are taking their sweet time to ensure that my third eye is open at a very tranquil and very just the right time, the right process. True. Because they know that if they rip off my fucking third eye bandaid, you know, yeah. I'll never want to do this. Huh. I'll be too scared. You know, yeah. they'll know like I'm too sensitive. Like I need to be eased into this. So it went from everything I experienced since I was a kid I just suppressed all of this fear, like fucking swallowed it. But growing older, like I was just getting very attracted to this world of knowing, you know, knowing beyond, knowing the beyond being in the know, being in the knowing state. Right. And so once I started opening that back up, it really dawned on me, like, you know, meditation helped me timeline hop. 
It made me kind of go like from different places. Like if I wanted to escape this reality, all I had to do was like close my eyes, meditate and surrender like to the universe and like they'll take me places, you know? So then like that evolved to me starting to slowly see shadows, which I don't see as much anymore. And I think it's because there's different levels of awakening, right? And so the awakening of now taking everything that I know and that I'm still learning and really expanding it to more people, right? Will then uncover a whole nother layer of my third eye. Mm. They're like, okay, now that she started to see shadows and not be scared of them, right? We're going to have her start hearing us a little bit more, just a little bit more. And now that she's starting to hear us and not be scared of us, boom, whatever the next fucking unlayer is. True. You know? And I'm appreciating their process with me. Right? Of course. I'm appreciating the fact that they know who I am. Mm -hmm. They know what I'm destined to do. They know what my mission is. Mm -hmm. Right? And they're helping me remember what that mission is. Right. Because remember, we agreed to what we do here. We agreed to all of this way before we were even like born into our bodies. We signed our contracts before we stepped into like our bodies. And we said, all right, this is our mission, man. Like your job is to remember it though, as a human, you're going to go through as many fucking challenges, as many fucking awakenings, as many experiences, just for you to remember what your mission is. Right. So I'm having this epiphany where I'm like, I'm going to be revealed of like everything I can tap into at the right time. That's the reason that I don't fear death. You know, I mean, everyone fears so many different little to large things, right? But it's no brainer that fear attracts fear. Mm. you attract what you fear, Mm. right? I mean, what do people expect? Right, bro? Yeah. Like, if you want to sit there and fucking throw a parade about the fact that you can attract all the good things in life, Mm. what makes you think that you can't attract all the bad things in life? You know? Of course. It comes down to your mentality. It comes down to how you perceive, right? Mm-hmm. It comes down to how you treat yourself. Like I got all these clients that are coming to me like, oh, Jenny, like he treats me like shit or she, you know, did me wrong and injustice, right? Yeah. They're just like, I've just been going through rolls and rolls and rolls of pain and trauma. And I sit there and I'm like, ooh, my child, I'm not really sitting here focusing on the events of your life. I'm more focused on the way that you perceive your life. Mm. How do you talk to yourself? Mm. You know? Yeah. How do you listen to yourself? How do you actually have a connection with yourself? Because from what I'm looking at, you keep attracting tower moments. You keep attracting shit on shit. Yeah. And that's happening because of your state of mind. Mm. That's happening because you are having dialogues in your own headspace that continue to attract negative events. Well, anyway, going into 
fear and what we attract, we make, right? So it's like, we want to always talk about manifestation in the good way, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm manifesting $30,000 by next week, right? <laughs> but what I think people don't realize is their consistent state of mind focusing on the fear of not receiving yeah. continues to perpetually create a non-receiving outcome. Mm. They're so afraid that their boyfriends and girlfriends and husbands and wives will cheat on them, right? Oh, yeah. They're so afraid of that. They actually create that reality. Yeah. It's just like, for me, I'm not scared about a lot of things in this life. Mm. You know that. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing that I'm really scared of, bro, are deceptive people, Hmm. you know? And nothing's more scarier than that. Like, I'm not scared of death. I'm not scared of repeating the same fucking mistakes. I'm not scared of, like, stupid shit, you know? I'm just scared of being friends with someone or sleeping in the same bed as my lover, right? Mm -hmm. And realizing that they are not who they appear to be. Uh That is the scariest motherfucking thing that I could ever put a pin on. Yeah. And maybe it's just because I live my truth. Like, I am literally who I am. Like, you can't fucking tell me otherwise. Uh. Earlier, I was on my live, and I was like, I want every empath in this room to fucking look through me right now. And I want you to tell me that I'm not who I am. I'll get every psychic in the world to sit here on a stage and tell me that I'm not who I appear to be. Uh. Right? Because they can't. Uh. They can't tell me that I'm not fucking 110% me, right? Yeah. So anyways, funny enough, I sat here and I was really thinking about what I'm scared of, right? Okay. And it all comes down to trusting your entire intentional connection with someone Mm. and not knowing that they're actually someone else. Hmm. And why is that scary? Well, because it comes down to the root. The root of deception are intentions, right? Hmm. Everything within us, bro, comes down to intentions and purpose, right? Hmm. But when you look at someone that's deceiving or creates deceptive acts, okay, you got to ask yourself what this motherfucker's intention is. Mm. And when someone has bad intentions, that is the foundation. That is the root of deception, deceptive energy. Mm. Nothing scarier and spookier than a person that is not who they appear to be, you know? Yeah. Like, what's your biggest fear? 
What is my biggest fear? Honestly, not too many now. I mean, I've just been doing a lot of shadow work, you know? Yeah. But it used to be those. It used to be really going back to the past. Mm. Going into the traumatic times of my life, right? Who the hell wants to go there? That shit's like skeletons in your closet. Right. You don't want to go back because you know that you're going to have to feel that again. You're going to have to feel the pain. You're going to have to feel the real fear of abandonment. You're going to feel anger, like fucking pissed the fuck off. Right. You're going to feel insecure. It's like all these things. These are the real fears to me because in the surface world or in reality, it's like, okay, yeah, you die and that's it. But Mm -hmm. it's not real. That's Mm -hmm. the funny thing. Mm. but what is real at least to me is the past or was the past Mm. i remember when i started to do shadow work Mm -hmm. yo it was crazy i saw this kid this child it was just complete Mm. dark but you can tell it's a kid and as soon as i saw that in my shadow like Mm. i just started crying like Mm. and not just crying like oh like Crying to the point where you just can't breathe the type of crying, right? Yeah, yeah. I remember because it didn't last forever. Mm. It was hella big, impactful at first. Right. But as soon as I just kept feeling it, feeling it, feeling it, it just left. Like, it was gone. And then I felt like, whoa, damn. I've been avoiding that part of myself for so Mm. long. And I've been running from that part of myself for so long. And it's like, for me, I don't know if it's a saggy thing or it's just my personal thing, but there's still so much that I have to go back and really accept and just face. And I believe that that is where you can recognize that in a present moment, that could be your biggest fear in the future, right? Because Mm -hmm. this present moment will instantly become your past. Mm. And if you were so afraid to go back to your past to recognize, to really truly face the traumas, the decisions that you didn't make, Mm. the things that you didn't say, the abandonment, the neglect, Mm. the abuse, all of the things that you hold on to as fear Mm. are from past experiences. Mm. So hear me out for a second. If you're telling me that in this present moment, this present moment will instantly become your past, right? Mm. And you'll look back maybe a year from now, look back at your past and say, I'm terrified to face the truth that Tony Chang is not living a Tony Chang life, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. That's scary, isn't it? Of course. That is fear. So how do we dissolve that fear? Mm. Well, how about we start by recognizing we don't want the past to be made up of events that we don't want to face Mm. in the future. Mm -hmm. Because if I look at my past, I never sit here and say, I don't want to go back there because I don't want to experience the trauma again. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
Because a lot of the trauma that I went through as a kid are things that I couldn't control. So when I want to remove an attachment style, I'll do some shadow work and I'll do some inner child healing, right? But I'll face that child that couldn't have control at the time of her life. And I'll nurture her to remember who I am now and where we're going, you know? Mm -hmm. But to the moment of my life, I could start controlling every action, every event, everything that I wanted to become or do, right? Mm -hmm. I don't look back at my past and be like, oh, I'm scared of facing the reality that I could have done more, Mm -hmm. that I could have been more, that I could have said more. Mm -hmm. I don't look back and say, oh, I'm becoming mom. Mm. I don't look back and say, oh, but my friends are here in their life and I'm here, you know? I don't look back on my past as an indicator to trigger me with my current fear of life. Mm. So if you're sitting there telling me, bro, that one of your biggest fears is looking back at your past and remembering the times of the biggest traumas of your life, right? Mm. We can change that today, can't we? Mm -hmm. We can change that by making this present reality so noticeably beautiful, Mm. so well-designed to your craft, to your creation, right? Mm. To where your future self will look back and be like, I don't have any triggers there. Mm -hmm. I think that more importantly, where we're going in all of this is like, what is our biggest fear? Right. Mm. But instead of replaying what that fear is, why don't we face the fear? Right. Why don't we acknowledge it and then develop a strategy, Mm. a human coupled with a divine strategy, right. Mm. That help us, Repivot, replan, redesign an out, an out of that fear, mm. right? Because we can't sit here and be creators of other creators if we got a lot of things we're scared of, you know? Mm. Otherwise, you are teaching other people through fear, not mm. out of pure intention. Mm. You're connecting with others, not out of the intention for them to really wake and grow and be the best they can be, right? But you're trying to change people because you don't know how to change yourself. So Mm. here's my advice to the world and to us, right, bro? Mm. Thank our fears, you know? Thank them. Mm. Gratitude Mm. is our instant healer. It's the only tangible language that we can speak so that we can gain higher perspectives, right? Everyone wants to look at me like, oh, I just fucking understand. No, you know why I understand? It's because to every one thing that have traumatized me, I've attached 10 reasons why it happened for me, you know? Mm. And when I have to force my brain to think and pull out 10 fucking reasons why it all happened for me in a positive light, then sure, perspectives are born, you know? So what we Mm. need to do is heal our fears by attaching gratitude 
to everything that has happened and embracing that, nurturing that side to us that, that have that trigger, no matter what it is, right? Mm. It's okay to have them. It's just not okay to allow them to repeat in your life, right? Mm. And so attaching gratitude, being conscious, being aware of what they are, you don't need to face your fear by having a fucking face it straight on. You just have to be aware that that is your fear. Once you're aware of it, that's when you can change it. That's when you can repeat a new habit, a new exercise to where you diffuse a once upon a time trigger or trauma or fear, right? Mm. And you allow the growth, the seed, the birth of opportunity to come from that fear. Mm. See that? Mm. Like right now, I just had a channel experience. So what I saw was like something big, let's say like fear is like as big as a grapefruit, right? Yeah. And all I saw in the image was this grapefruit shrinking, 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 right? Yeah. Until it becomes a seed. Okay. Imagine this is all like underground, right? Yeah. And that seed is your, still your fear, but now it went from the size of a grapefruit down to a little tiny seed, right? Yeah. And then yeah. I saw visually, this is like a download, the roots growing from that seed and then boop, a little piece of leaf that pops out of the ground, right? Mm. And then I saw the roots expanding around it. And I saw the leaf turn into a plant, right? Mm-hmm. In which now holds fruits, more grapefruits, right? Oh. The analogy that my spirit guides are giving me is take the size of one grapefruit, AKA your fear, mm. shrink it, shrink it, shrink it into a seed, right? And let that seed of fear birth more grapefruits, meaning we take one thing we're scared of and we find 10 opportunities from that one piece of fear. You see? That's beautiful. Mm. (laughs) That's divine. Like that just happened. (laughs) I can visualize that too. I'm literally seeing it like in front of my eyes right now. And I'm literally holding the grapefruit of fear. And then I I see it shrinking in my hand. And then I saw like the seed and the plant grow. And then there's 10 grapefruits now on this tree, right? See, All of those opportunities were birthed Mm. from that Mm. one seed of fear. That is how we eliminate trauma. All these people want to fucking see a therapist for like a year and pay like $150 per session, right? Every week. Dude, I swear to God, I'm going to make all these therapists like they're going to lose their jobs. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to make the fucking therapy industry just go out of business because I'm giving you like one year of therapy in one podcast, bitch. Mm. (laughs) That that ain't no lie though, right, bro? Mm. It ain't no fucking lie. So... Here's where we'll conclude. We need to ponder on this concept, right? 
that fear is an illusion. Mm -hmm. It is a combustion of experiences that you've created to be a lot bigger than it's ever supposed to be created. (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. Fear is an illusion. And when you don't know what to choose, and when you don't know what to do about what you fear, at all costs, right? Mm. Then turn to your intuition. Your intuition will tell you what to fear and what not to fear. 